There were 15 overseers in, in the base of And forever you're always supposed to have one overseer, one appointee on each one of these things. These are the 15 positions they had with the Munim. You know, uh, people in charge. Aleph, Alazmanim, one for the times. And the schedule. Bays, Alnila Sasharim, unlocking the gates. Gimel, Alasharim, on the guards. We'll explain all these in detail. Dal, Al Masharim, on the uh, singers. Hey, Alatiltul, Imshakli, Shir, on the cymbals and all the other musical instruments. Yep. So, Masharim so is the musicians, and Tiltul, Imshakli, Shir, is the instruments themselves. Vav al piyaseis, the one who's in charge of making sure the lottery is done properly and fairly. Design al kinim for the birds. Ches al chosames on the uh, in this context means tokens basically. Hmm? In this context means tokens, like a seal, but like a seal that you embed on like a coin. Therefore, has like yeah. Tas on the nesachim on the nesachim, which means the things that accompany a carbon, the wine, the oil, and the the, the flower offering. Yud al chelin. On the, the people who are ill, you'd aleph alamayim for the water. You'd base number twelve alamayis lechem panim on the procedure making the lechem panim, which is on the shochun. You'd gimel thirteen alamayis lekateris on the procedure making the kateris. You'd alamayis lepreches fourteen is on the mayis of any necessity of making the curtains. Tesvav alamayis lekdekohuna on the clothing of the kahanim. Now we'll explain these all in the. It's about you cooking a Interesting. So akapanim uh, good. So the 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 the, the now we'll explain them all in detail. Base. Each one of these overseers, he had a lot of people working under him. In order to properly do and prepare the work that he was appointed over, it wasn't a one man band, he had a whole team. So, what did they do? The person was in charge of the. We're going to go in order over here. The person was in charge of the schedule. He and his people, they guard the time, right? Now, everyone had watches back then, but he had a watch, though, or he had some kind of something. Sundial. Once the carbon arrived, the time to wrap off the carbon arrived. Now, this, of course, was not from a sundial. He could tell once the time when sunrise was and how much, how much the sun has risen or dawn. He or one of the people who is one of his team. And he says, can either mean the people who's in his part of his team or by his permission. But the same point is he was his his word. Very many the person says, get up for ready for that go get ready to stand on the platform to sing. Even though that came a little bit later, right? First offer the carbon. Then afterwards, when you offer the the, the wine pouring, that's when Levine would sing. Right? But still, they got ready at the same time. Who are close enough, I guess, they didn't the base of but I guess those who were up and ready to do what they're supposed to do, get ready to the base of Migdash early enough to be part of this, right? They should stand with their Ma'amad, but the whole procedure we said yesterday. Once his voice is heard, everyone should come and do their proper work. Gimel. Right. In other words, when he would say, so the, 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 the no, not just his team, but the people who he's encouraging the whole the whole the whole bit of Migdash, the kind of do what they're supposed to do, the, yeah. the whole thing. Everyone everyone has their job over there, right? Every lady has his job also. Gimel, the one whose job is to lock, the, who's in charge of locking the gates. That's his word that they would use to, that they need to to lock the gate or open the gate based on his instructions. The tikiyah they would blow on the t- on the trumpets for the opening of the gates. They wouldn't do that until he gave his word, gave the okay. Every day in the base of English they would blow three tikiyahs and it was time to open the gates. They wouldn't blow, however, until he said it's time to blow. 
Tia to Rudakia. They would blow it to Kia It's funny that Amish should have first told us that every day you blow the Tia to Rudakia when it's time to open the gates. And then say that it's only done after he gives the okay. All right. Dalit. Zesh al the one who's in charge of the guards. Right? He's the, the person who's in charge of the Harabayas. Who, who, who uh, makes the rotation. Or, or, remember, we said in Hilchas. Sorry, we said earlier in Hilchas. Yeah, Beis Abichir. That they guard. One second. So they. I'm Bara. So there, so so uh, that which we uh, we learned in the Chesed Bechira that this person was was to was to you know the Levine would guard the Beis Migdash in, in in eighteen places, the Kahanim in three places, a total of twenty one places. He would circulate uh, among the Levine every night, making, making, doing inspection. Whoever was sleeping on his watch, Malka Esay could hit him with his staff. He could burn his garments. The fact that the Ramam over here says Levi or not Kahanim indicates that that maybe the, this procedure, if the Kayin was sleeping, they wouldn't embarrass him this way. Dafka, Dafka Levi. All right, hey, Zesh Al Masherim, the person whose job is to be in charge of the singers, who and he would choose every day the singers who would stand on the platform to say his shira verbally with their mouth. Apir taking it all kabbonis, and based on his instruction, also they would blow the trumpets from a shasta kabbonis, a shasta carbon. They would blow tekiyas, and he would say when to blow the tekiya, and he would also choose who would sing. So he knew which lady, lady had a good voice. He knew what song they were going to sing. He had a whole. He was like the, the conductor, yeah. Now the Ramam sums up over here: you don't ever blow less than twenty-one tekiyas on any given day. The minimum. Why? Three when you open the gates. When you blow, when you offer the morning carbon, daily carbon. When you offer the afternoon carbon, that's the minimum. This is also carbon Muslim. You add nine more for the carbon Muslim. So instead of 21, you had 20, uh, you had 30. Now, if there was two carbon Muslims, because it was Shredish that coincided with Shabbos, or Yontav coincided with Shabbos, or if there's three Mustafin, the truth is actually Rosh Hashanah, you always have two Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Chedish. But in the event of Rosh Hashanah fell out on Shabbos, you had three. Three Mustafin, three Mustafin. You know, it's one for Rosh Chedish, one for Rosh Hashanah, one for Shabbos. And taking the whole Musaf Musaf Niatma, you don't blow nine tekiyas for each Musaf independently. You blow nine to cover the entire Musaf procedure. So in that case, instead of blowing 21, you blew 30. Vav, Vav, Shabbos, Mesif, and Sheish, on Erev Shabbos, you would blow six more. Shalish, Lahav, Tilas, three to people in Yushalayim. This is actually not for the Bishamidish, really. It seems to be for the Bechal, the people in Yushalayim, should know. When to stop doing malacha, and they didn't blow this at Dafgat sunset, they blew it a little earlier. We're supposed to be Kabbalah Shabbos a little earlier, right? So they kind of says they blew this, uh, it says elsewhere, they blew it an hour and a quarter before Shkia, which is what we call Plag Hamincha. That's when they would blow these trumpets. Three more to separate to tell people when it's no longer weekday, now it's Shabbos. If it was Yantif, they would add an extra three tekiyas to. As to when they would open the lower gate, what is the lower gate? the gate Remember, you have the Harabayas. As you're walking west on the Harabayas, approaching the Besamikdash, there's a certain subsection of the Harabayas that was added to the Azara, which has those four large chambers. It's called the Ezra Snoshim, right? Technically speaking, it's just the Harabayas, but the Rabbanon has a higher status. That first gate, when you enter that large square area, that's called the Shara Tachtin. 
who shares his notion? The gate is notion. Vishalash Psicha Sharial. And then they would open the the higher gate, Shu Shar Nikon, the gate of Nikonor, which is the gate which you go actually from the Ezra's Nashim into the Azara, right? That is called the Shah the higher Shar, and that is um uh, uh the Shah Nikonor. They would add three more for that. Why is it called the, the upper gate? It's it's hard as Nashim, right? If you're in Ezra's Nashim, you want to go through the Nikonor gate. You gotta you gotta walk up a lot of steps over there, right? You have uh, you have uh, how many steps do you have over there? Fifteen steps. Each one's half an amma. So it was seven and a half amas, right? It was it was thirteen feet higher than the, than the Ezra's Nashim. Yeah, it was a large staircase to go up there, like right? kind of, you know. So you, so, so therefore it's called the Shar They would also blow three more tikkias when they would fill the water. That they used to remember draw water and fill it in a special kalim that they eventually they poured in the mizbeach. We call this the the uh, the water drawing that they had for smichbeshevah. So they blew three special tekiyas when they draw when they drew that water or they filled the water from the well. They ain't taking milayamayim However, for Shabbos they would not blow trumpets on Shabbos for that purpose. Um, I'm not sure why. Could be because they would fill it erev Shabbos. Yeah, because Gemara there says that basically the assumption was if you're supposed to have filled the air of Shabbos, the ain't if it taken if it taken uh, because you can't carry on Shabbos, therefore they would fill it before Shabbos. Now when they would pour that water on the mizbeach on Sukkot, they would blow three more tikkias. And any time you blow any of these tikkias, any of these kabbonis, all these different kabbonis we're describing, or some of these tikkias we just described not for kabbonah. So, for example, the ones that were for erev Shabbos, like we have the siren, that wasn't that wasn't this. But uh, any other thing which we blow the tikkias with a trumpet, not with a shef, with a trumpet, as describing over here, which was carbon related, it was always done on the uh, direction by the direction of this person who we're describing as the mamuna over the mashirim. All these Zacchaeus are done with trumpets, right? Elsewhere the Rambam says in the Mishnah was the Shaver, but here the Rambam says it was done with Chatzetzes, with trumpets. Okay, so that was the job of the person who was on the Mishnah. He would choose who sang that day, who was part of the choir that day, and where they would stand, and what the job was, and how they would sing, and he would also give direction as to when you're supposed to blow the Chatzetzes in most of these situations. Zayim. Zeshal tells the person who's in charge of the symbols who he would be the one who all he would all the musicians, not the singers, because remember, to sing with your mouth, you had to be a levy. To play a musical instrument, you didn't have to be a levy. To sing with your mouth the, the, the praise of Hashem, all the songs they would sing, the Mesamikdash, you had to be a levy. But to play a musical instrument, did not have to be a levy. So he would have all these musicians, he would, he would direct them, he would have them stand, based on the, whatever musicians would accompany the levyim when they would sing. As we explained in Perakim Gimel. So that was his job. He would, so he had one person arranging the singers, one person arranging musical instruments. And I guess they probably worked together, right? Ches. Zeshal Piyas is the person who was in charge of the lotteries. Who Amefis Ben Akhanim Ben Chalyim, he would arrange the lotteries that were done among the Kahanim every day. Achiya Kolish Veish Oisam Alachti Shdacha Vapayis to make sure the lottery was fair and to make sure everyone was doing the job he got based on the lottery. 
Every day in their basement, there were four lotteries they made to decide who gets to do what. The Rambam is going to explain to us exactly what was the procedure, how did they make the lotteries, what was the, what was the process. Tess. The one who was supervised over the kinim. A kinim literally means a nest, or in this context means a pair of doves. Yeah? A nest is usually two birds, a male and a female. So any two sets of birds, two males, two females, <laughs> this is where the Mesopotamia should be very liberal. So any nest can be, any two, any two birds, excuse me, can be called a kin, a nest in this context. He's the one who they would make, make a price with him, and this is how much he's supposed to sell the birds for. So they would look at the market value, see what a fair price is, and they would arrange for him, he's going to sell the birds on half of the Mesa Migdash. Now, of course, if you had to bring a carbon of two birds, which incidentally was a very, very common carbon, every woman who gave birth had to bring that kind of carbon. So it was a pretty common carbon. You could bring your own two birds, you didn't have to buy the Mesa Migdash. However, you don't know if it's a mum, maybe, you don't, maybe it's injured or whatever. You don't maybe there was, it was simple, it was, it was, ex, it was uh, convenient to have someone there who was selling this type of carbon. Therefore, that's somebody whose job was to sell these, uh, tell these birds. Okay, and they would arrange a, a fair price. Anybody who was to bring two sets of birds, and you could always either choose to bring terium, which is, a, which is a, like a kind of turtle dove, or B'nayana, which is a more common species of dove. They both were kosher, both were valid. Yavi demela mikdash. If you do want to bring, if you did not want to bring your own bird, you brought you brought the value, the money to the base of mikdash. and this person who's over, who's who's in charge. So he so He would give you the birds to bring. As this person wants to bring the carbon, and he would take the money from you. Good. So how much is he, is he selling on half of the base of mikdash? Let's say he sold a hundred birds. This week, yeah? Or this month, let's see. He'll sell 100, 100 birds. He would make a chaj with his body. He would say, listen, I sold them half the Mr. I sold 100 birds. And, um, sorry, so no, so, so they would give him the, uh, so for us, again, so if he would make like a like a like a a, a, a reckoning with the gizbar with the treasurers, the nation land they would give him the doves. So apparently, um, yeah, in other words, they would they would uh, they would supply him with them based on however much he was. So I guess apparently he basically he would. Masha Venetian means money or doves. He's tagging over here, Venetian, like he says that he would give him the doves. I thought it meant they gave him the money. In other words, based on. Actually, no. So, so what was the system over here? So. Um, this person would give the kabanas to the, to the owners. And they would provide him with the birds and on a regular basis. They would like replenish his like you know his like his supply basically. And then he would make a chash and do his bottom as to how many birds he sold, basically. So they would reevaluate the price every 30 days. If the price of the birds went down, Mas 
they would give him according to the lower price. In other words, it seems like he would basically take the money that they paid, give it to the Beis HaMikdash, and with that, repurchase more birds to, to give to, to more people. So if the price went down, and so now birds are cheaper, so the Beis HaMikdash gives him birds according to the cheaper price. So even though he sold 100 birds for $100. Now, the price of birds went down to 50 cents. So, the base of the says to him, okay, um, you, uh, you deserve now, based on the lower price, so we're going to give you more birds. One second. If it went up, then they would provide based on the higher price. The hand of Hektish is on the upper hand always. I'm not sure how this worked exactly, but the point was, was that he always had a disadvantage. Hektish always reimbursed him. I'm not sure, again, I'm not sure what, what the system would be. It's not clear. Cause it's, however it was, whatever the arrangement was, it was always in a way that he had a disadvantage. Now, why would someone do this? So the answer is, if you're looking to be uh, entrepreneurial, you didn't. This was not a lucrative business opportunity. This was for the purpose of having the schus. And in fact, in, in Pirish HaMishnaya, Sayyidah says that Bordechai HaTzadik from the Megillah left the pomp and the fanfare of the royal court in Persian, of Achashverish. Not Achashverish, he was dead already, but whoever was the king after him, the Yavish, let's say, came back here to Saul the Bayashani to be, to have this job. Right? It was a What happens also if the guy, the, the birds who's selling the birds, there's a set of birds that was puzzle or became puzzle before they were makrivit. He has to provide another one. So even though it became puzzle, it's not his fault, but he has to basically provide it from his own, from his own funds. Okay. Yud. Zash al is the one who was appointed over the tokens. He would receive the money. From the the people who were that a person a person has a carbon, he brought his own carbon, he brought a cow, he brought a sheep, he brought a goat. With that goat, you have to bring the sachim. What's the sachim? Depends on the animal. Now, a large animal like a cow, what kind of sachim do you bring? A half of a of a of a hin of oil, which is basically six lug. And you mix that with uh Half of a of an eifa, excuse me, half of a of an emer, half of a yisurin, which is the same as an emer, right? With flour, and that was that was a carbon that was a flour offering birth in the with your cow, and you had to pour a half of a hin, which is six lug, like six soda cans of wine in the mizbeach. If it was a smaller animal, like an adult sheep or like a ram, it was a bit smaller. It was a third of a yisurin of flour mixed with. Uh, a, 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 um, a, um, sorry, a second. What's the word? Sorry, I made a mistake. Yeah. No, sorry, I made a mistake. Sorry. So yeah, so it was. If if it was a cow, it was it was uh, it was it was if it was it was three astrainers with a half a hint of oil and and wine. If it was a, a ram, it was 
two Israelis with a third of a hint of oil or wine. And if it was a goat or a sheep, it was one Israel with a quarter of a hint of oil or wine. So that, that, was, that was the person who came to the Mikdash. He would pay for this oil and wine. Because remember, you don't want to bring it from your house because on the way it comes to you'll have a whole problem. So fine, so therefore they brought it. The person would pay for it when he came. So again, the person was in charge of these of these seals, of these tokens. He would receive the money from the people who were paying for it for the, if they had to bring the Sachim with their Karbanes. So again, the term of Sachim is like, uh, means like the poor, but it refers to the whole process. Because you poured the wine, right? And you paid money, what did you get? Flour, wine, oil? No, all you got was a piece of paper, a token. And the person who was charged with the sachim, but he's another point we counted in the list of fifteen people in the beginning of the of the parak. He would actually be sell the actual nesachim. How does it work? Case of example: the had four tokens. One said an ego, which means a calf, but it really in this case meant like a like a cow. I'm not sure why it said ego instead of par. The other one it says on it zach, which means a male. Male in this context means a male ram, an isle, right? The third one it says on Gedi. The fourth one it says on Gedi, which means a sinner, right? Would you like to get that? A, you pay for it, you get a, a seal that says you're a sinner. Okay. And it refers to Tzras, as we'll see, the carbon chatos that, that accompanies by Tzras of an usher. Yud base. So that was the four things you came to pay for, yeah? So call me Shiyavi, Kabbalah, Sila, Mikdash. When you brought the, your own carbon to Mikdash. You came, you said, listen, I'm bringing this, car, this sheep over here as a carbon oil. I need to pay for the sachim. Okay, that's 1550. You have to give the guy, and he gives you a, back a token. Based on whether you bring one sheep or two sheep or six sheep, three goat and four cows, whatever it is, you give tokens based on that number. If this person was a person at Saras who now is getting healed, and he was also wealthy, give him a one, one seal, one token that said a sinner, because Saras comes from right? The comes from doing negative things, right? So whatever it was, whether you bring this kind of carbon, that kind of carbon, if it was, if it was, if it was a case of a carbon you're bringing because you're healing from Taras, this person goes to all these tokens, whether it's one, two, or twenty, or hundred tokens, go to the place where they're in charge of all these Nesachim. And the Chayda that would be in the Ezra's Nashim, as we learned, right? That's one of the seal, one of the chambers over there was where they sold the wine and the flour and the oil. We said it to the 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 Nishkas Hayayin, right? The Nishkas Hayayin, right? No, Nishkas Hashem, we said it's called. Oh, no, um, okay, whatever it's called. All the tokens he presents proves he paid for it, and you give him the wine, the oil, and the and the, and the flour he needs based on the components that he proven has paid for. Fine, that's what the guy who brings the carbon got everything he needs. He brings the gives the Hanan the kind to care of it and then the carbon for him. Now, this guy who's collecting all this cash and giving all these tokens, and the guy who's collecting all these tokens from people and giving, giving them wine and oil, they every evening had a sit-down meeting. The person who has all these all these chasamas says, listen, I gave away the X amount of flour, oil, wine. Here's all the tokens I collected. It's worth $185. And the guy had to give him the $185 he got from the people who were paying for it, right? What if the guy says, $185, I got $192 over here. So there's extra money. Hekish gets all of it. He can't pocket the $7. However, if the guy says, $185, I only have $176. We're missing $9. Basically, the guy has to compensate $9 from his pocket. 
somebody who lost his chesed. The guy says, listen, I, 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 uh, I paid for uh, one poker for this carbon, but I, I lost it. Can you give it to me? They say, no, you have to wait. Well, they have to wait till the evening. If they talk of fine that, there's, that, the, that the token he claims to have lost is six, let's say it's worth 650. That's how much he would have paid for it. There's tack of 650 extra. He said, I was telling the truth. So I said, you give it to him, you give him, well, the next day you give him the, the, the 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 claims to be owed. If you lie, if not, initially you don't give it to him. You don't trust him. The shame him You write every date on the token. because because the trickster He's gonna try to keep pay for it early and keep it until the price goes up. We didn't want people playing the stock market with hectish, right? You pay for it on that day. If someone's going to, you know, today the price went down, we're going to buy, you know, 25 and save them for when later it's expensive, that's not appropriate. You can give them. Now again, this price that was arranged for how much the sachem costs and how much the wine oil costs and the flour, yeah? Every 30 days they would arrange the price. So now, what happens? The guy who's collecting all this money, right, the, guy, the guy who's giving away, the guy who's taking the tokens, excuse me, right? To the people, the, the person who's, who, who's taking the tokens from the people, giving them wine and oil, comes to Hektish every twenty every three days, and they say, okay, how much, how much wine, oil, and, 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 and flour for the best of English did you, did, you, did you give away? Did you sell? So he shows how much it is. If the price went up from last time, they say, one second, you're selling all this, let's say you're selling, you're selling a lug of oil for a dollar. The price is a dollar thirty in the marketplace today. So you're selling of 30 cents too expensive, too cheap. So he says, well, a month ago when we talked about it, it was, it was a dollar. We say, no, too bad. They give him, they reimburse him based on what the, 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 the market value is. If it went down, then you give him whatever is cheaper now. So it's basically, again, Hektish has the upper hand. Whether or not the person, whether or not the, 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 it's the advantage of the person who's selling, you always basically assume that if the price, if the price, uh, if the, the, the current price is good for Hektish, then you then use that price. If the previous price is good for Hektish, use the previous price. The the extra money that Hektish gets in, in these situations, who excuse me, the Nesachim, that's called the extra of the Nesachim. What do you do with that money? You buy animals to have around the case of Mizbeach, which literally means like the, the dessert of the Mizbeach. The idea is that if there's no one, it's not, it's not covered in Mizbeach, that it should be empty. Even though Alpidid is no chiv, it should be full every second. If no kabarnas are coming, it's a slow day. It's a slow day, take it easy, you know. But it's not covered in this bech to be, to be uh, uh, you know, non active. Therefore, they had extra kabarnas always just to offer to have. The bech should not be empty. However, you did not use birds for this purpose. This kabarnas to keep the bech always, always busy, so to speak, is a carbon seabird. If this individual is bringing it, it's fine. But uh, but this that the mizbeach should always be, be be occupied, so to speak. That's a carbon seeder was brought from communal funds, and therefore you don't bring a, a bird as a communal bird. You don't bring a, a carbon seeder from a bird. And therefore, it was always only used. It would they bring odafka behemis. That you doubt. Now we talked about the one who was in charge of the medicine, right? Because the kahanim were always on the floor, right, barefoot, eating a lot of meat. All they wore was the big the kahuna, right? You couldn't wear a coat if it was a cold day. They were always sick in their stomach. Therefore, 
was one person who was in charge. He was always his job to visit them and heal their illnesses. Right? He was the base of English doctor. Yeah, Doctor Zelikson. He and his team would always be involved in the health of the Kahanim. The Advaz says that it makes a lot of sense the Kahanim should have been much more sick than they were. It was a special schus to the Avaita that they were not as sick as they were. They were not more sick. One person whose job was to dig all kinds of uh, pits and cisterns and reservoirs for the, for the sake of the community. They should always have water available in for all the people who live there and for the people who come to visit Yerushalayim specifically during Yontif. Now this was Lav Dafka on Yerushalayim. It could be he dug it all over to Israel. And you had another, someone else, this is interesting, the Rambam over here now goes on to the next Mamuna, because we talked about the Mamuna, we said the one on Mayim, the next one is called the Mamuna on Mais Lechem But over here the Rambam, for some reason, does not make a new halacha out of it. Alright, it's one halacha for some reason. Even though it's not connection. One person's job was in charge of the bakery department. Yeah, those who baked lechem aponim. Who had the sack and the He would arrange the whole situation of baking lechem aponim. There was also someone else whose job was to oversee the mice of making the kateris, as we described in the previous in, in earlier program, right? Test Zion. The person who was in charge of the Pareiches, what would he do? He was in charge of weaving the Pareiches. Barik meant the embroidery. They should always be available for the Beis HaMikdash and for the Hechel for the, and for the gates, right? We'll see that there were many different gates of Pareiches. Besides that, the Pareiches were for gates. They had two Pareiches that separated the Kareiches Remember, this is only by Shani. By Yisrishim, what separated the Kareish Kedoshim? A wall. By Yisrishim, I'm sorry, that was the first bit. And by Shani, what separated the Kareish Kedoshim from the Kareish was a, a two, a, a two Prechis, and there was one Amma apart from each other, because they weren't sure where the wall should go. We know some Parashas, the Tzava, right? The strings, the strands of the Prechis, they were six, uh, what do you call it when you have like a six part strand? You call it six ply, right? The six ply. With four types of material, right? They had the linen, they had the the which is sky blue wool, which is purple wool, and lashoni, which is crimson wool, kind of like red. Yeah. Each one of these was had six parts. So in other words, you had six a six ply strand of techelas, six ply of linen, six ply of argamas, six ply of lashoni. And then you wove it all together, four, four of each. What's four times six? Twenty-four. You have twenty-four. which is twenty-four strands. and they would make the prayers out of this material. It was a tefach thick. How much is a tefach? Right, eight centimeters. It was it was weaved on seventy-two needles. So. Um, yeah, it was 40 amas long and 20 amas wide because that was the size of the, the doorway. 40 amas long, 20 amas wide, it's basically 70 amas tall and 35 amas wide. Yeah. No, 30, 30, 35, I'm sorry, 70 feet tall and 35 feet wide. That's pretty big. You'd there were 13 curtains in the second Mesa Mikdash. 
In the first base of Mikdash, I don't know how many there were. But in the second, there was, third, there was 13. Shaval, 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 Azar, there's seven, there's seven gates to Azar. Remember, the Azar had seven gates, right? Three on the north, three on the south, one on the east, of Achasal, Pesas, Ulam. Another one, an eighth one at the opening to the, 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 the Ulam, which was the entrance hallway to the Kodesh. Basically, the building of the base of Mikdash. Ve'echal, Pesach, Ha'echal, one to the entrance of the Hechom. And then two more were a separation between the Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And two more. Um, yeah, and two more on top of it. In other words, remember the Heichel building, remember, is 40 amas high. The Kodesh HaKadoshim and the Kodesh are 20 amas tall. There was a roof. On top of that was like, a, like, a, like an attic, if you will, also 20 amas high. So on top of it, people walked up. They had to know what the what the uh, what was kedush, what was kedush, but it was also holy. Therefore, because the holiness went all the way to the Tishmai. Therefore, they had two prayers as well, two curtains separating between the two areas. The same way, they had two curtains, two curtains on this floor, and two curtains also upstairs. Yudzches. The prayer came with a vada tumah. Vada tumah means it was not a primary source of tumah; it was a secondary source of tumah. But Do you, do you table, it in, table it inside in the Kodesh? In the mikveh they had there that in Shlem HaMelech Actually, Bayesh Shani I'm not sure about But in the Bayesh Rishon, Shlem HaMelech had like a special pool he built And it was connected to underground reservoirs So it was considered a Maya, which is a mikveh And then right away you put it back up, you hang it up to dry But you hang it up in its proper place, so to speak, where it's supposed to hang Since we're talking about a case, as we just said It became Tameh from a Vlada Tuma, a secondary source it's, it, it, the Tahara is achieved immediately upon going to even tavling it. You don't have to wait till sunset. Therefore, as soon as you became Tameh in this context, table it, and then you hang it right away. After you table it, you put it back to use. But what happens if you became Tameh with Avatum and a primary source of Tameh? Then you table it outside the Bismillah. Take it out as soon as possible. Table it outside the Bismillah. And then you uh, hang it out or, 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 or put it, spread it out in the Chayel, in the area just outside the Azara, the, in the immediate area outside the Azara was what's called the Chayel. Put it over there. Because you have to wait until the sun sets for the, for the full tower to be achieved. If it was new, then they would, instead of just putting it somewhere in the Chayel, they'd put it on the Itztaba, which is like a. a we talked about this. This is like an area which is like a a um, a platform of sorts. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so it's like a st- stone uh, archway of some kind, or a stone. Uh, and that was where um, and that was where they would uh, put it there, so people could see it. They should People should see that it was it was uh, it was nice. It was. Uh, Good advertising for the Mesa Migdash to have such a beautiful, uh, you know, holy parichas on display. All the Kalim Mesa Migdash, they had backups. <laughs> Second and third. What if they become Tommy somehow, right? Some Kayan forgets that he was in the Mesa yesterday or something. Or let's say the Kayan is like the Menorah, he touched the Menorah, touching the. Someone comes and says, We didn't know this, but turns out that. We found the base of a dead body. So now the whole house is coming. So now he made the he made the the, the Kalim Tommy. So they always had a second or a third one to back up just in case they needed it. Chaf. The person who was in charge of the 
He was involved in preparing the clothing of the Kahanim and the Kahan Gadol and weaving them. He was in charge, he was a tailor. He was the tailor of the Mishnah. He had a very special chamber of the Mishnah. He said it's called Lishka of Pinchas Amalbish. So it was like in camp, you know, you have the grand scene, all the kids you know, uh, go through this person who fits them with this like, costume they wear. That was the same idea.